Hey everyone, welcome to Buzzing About Romance. I am Becky, and I am super excited to bring you a special episode of Buzzing About Romance this week. On this episode of Buzzing About Romance, we are interviewing the authors of the Blue Collar Book Boyfriend Kickstarter. Um, joining me for this episode will be um, a few of the authors that were part of that box, and hope you enjoy our discussion. I am super excited to welcome to the podcast all of the authors, the Blue Collar Book Boyfriend Kickstarter. I think I got the official name right. Um, <laughs> joining me for this episode are author Aaron Nicholas, uh, Zoe York, Melanie Harlow, and Adriana Luck. Welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having us. Hi, Becky. I'm so excited you guys are here. Um, so I don't... Adriana did the has done the podcast, I think, with me in its previous formation, and Aaron did a happy hour, but so and Melanie did a happy hour. So Zoe, we're like, this you is know, my first time. Popping your chair here. Thank you for joining us. Um, we're a hot mess, so you know if we go off on a tangent, we go off on a tangent. No problem. The audience is going to be super excited to have get to hear all you guys chat about things. Um, so let's talk. Blue collar book boyfriend Kickstarter. Whose idea was this? It was, it was mine. <laughs> it was mine. It was mine. Yeah. It was my crazy idea and nobody said no. So <laughs> that is how you end up with a podcast, in case you were wondering. <laughs> Somebody promised to say no if I ever say that to you. <laughs> um, no. So... So this whole idea of Kickstarter, so we're starting to see these more regularly. And I'm really curious about them as an author, because like for each of you, you, uh, Adriana's is a standalone book, correct? Yes. But I think everybody else is a first in series, right? Mm -hmm. Mine is actually a, a second in series, but it's a standalone. But it's a standalone. Um, so, cause somebody's like, we were talking about it and they're like, but the books won't all match up for the series. And I'm like, you're insane. Nobody cares. And they're like, I care. Um, a lot of people care actually. <laughs> we're finding a lot of people care. The covers are gorgeous and we will be featuring this, um, on all of our contributors, uh, Instagram over the next week, we're all going to feature pictures and take them to share these covers. Cause these books are great. But why blue collar? Why'd you guys pick blue collar over? Because some of you write small town. A couple of you have family series. Why blue collar specifically? Adriana, why blue collar? Is there anything hotter than a blue collar hero? Somebody who will, an everyday man that will, that will do anything for his girl. Like it's just so hot. And I think it's the most relatable. Um, and we all write them. So it, it really made sense. It was the easiest. Yeah. I remember when I was growing up and reading romance, I used to love books. I still love them by a romance author called Laverle Spencer. And this is like late 80s, early 90s, yeah. all, all the way through the 90s. And she actually talked about that, like writing blue collar as opposed to like dukes and princes and, and all of that. And I thought, you know what, maybe that's what I'm like gravitating towards. So I think I feel like that button was installed early and um, 
Yeah. And so I was like, that's the thing. Like it's this everyday relatable guy, but he's extraordinary in, in other ways. <laughs> you say, you say Laverle Spencer. And my first thought is farmers. Like she yes. loved a farmer and <laughs> her books. And I read those too. So, you know, you're not alone. Yeah. <laughs> well, fun fact, the book that is in this book box is my like take on one of her farmer books called Years. I sort of took that idea and it, her book was a farmer and like a, a school mom. Yeah. So it was like a, a city girl that had come out to the farm and live there. And so I took a city girl and put her on a farm with a grumpy <laughs> man. I love that. I, love I read that. Melanie's letter. The box comes with a letter from each of us. And I read Melanie's letter. I was like, this is why I like Melanie so much. Like that Laverle Spencer early on in printing, right? Like that's, that's real. That's real stuff. <laughs> so those, those letters are phenomenal. Phenomenal. Like this. So as a romance reader, and that's one of the great things that I get with doing this podcast, I get to talk to the authors and I get to ask them these questions. I get to kind of dig in a little bit and get to know you. And then I share that out with my audience. But just as a simple romance reader to kind of see your insight, to see where you're going with things and why you choose to do the things you do, it almost felt like a love letter to your fans. Good. Good. I think that's how we intended it to be. The idea was to create this experience, you know, so you pick up the book, but you also get more than that. You get like a little piece of swag that the author picked for you. Um, each one of those, the author picked out and it was because it went along with the book somehow. And then you get that letter. And so it's supposed to feel like a little bit more intimate experience than you get if you just pick it off the shelf. Yeah. So. Um, so Zoe York, why for you? Why blue collar? So I think of blue collar as like the opposite of a billionaire romance, right? Like we all like small town romance. We all write small town romance, but small town is the setting. Blue collar is the hero. It's like a promise to the reader, that type of guy. And I think that it's just a part of the evolving language. I still call my book small town romance. They are small town romance. But if we focus on blue collar, we're making a hero promise, you know? Yeah. It's that kind of guy they're going to find on the page. Love yeah. that, Zoe. Me I like that was Well said. I like when the hero gets their hands dirty. And actually, I just read uh, Flirt by adriana and construction and he does all these things and but he doesn't i think that's the epitome of all of these kinds of heroes because melanie did it too in her recent runaway love where we get these heroes but they're respectful of where the heroines are at so if she's a little bit more of a pampered princess <laughs> or a little like you know running around in high heels in a wedding dress they aren't initially like whatever and write them off you yeah. know for like adriana's book and flirt the hero valued the design aspect of the heroine and he was um respectful of her input and treated her as an equal and i think that all all of you guys in this book box do that to your heroines thank you i hope so i mean yeah. i really want i want my reader when they're reading my books to feel like the hero would worship them. And the reader's yeah. gonna feel like that if the hero worships the heroine, right? Right. No, and I think it's really one of those things that has to be done like 
subtly because there are times and it's a complaint that we hear often where heroin will be too dumb to live like we're all like <laughs> really sister you, you, you want to do that <laughs> and I will tell you we're kind of creepy on the podcast we do talk about books as if these people are real people like we constantly are like look they went to therapy best move ever he needed that yeah we're weird we know um so Aaron, you did book one in your Bayou series, right? The animals, right? No, this is no. the first book in the Badges series, the but badges. it's part of the Bayou. Which Bayou is the one world. I read. I read yeah. that one. I read one and three. I skipped two and I don't know how, but it's because, you know, I'm just well, me. <laughs> never enough time to read all of them. Yeah, right. yeah they stand alone. It's okay. <laughs> um, that's the one where he like breaks down her door. And it's like, you're coming with me. And she's the news reporter. Yes. I That's loved her. that cover. It was so cute and fun Thanks. with the illustrations. Um, so when you guys pick these books and you and you guys, I'm not going to spoil Zoe York's because I'm obsessed with it. And I know that one of you is be like, Becky, can I have that? <laughs> no, people, no friends. It's mine. My girl child has already stolen one of the chocolates. Zoe gave us chocolate with her book that was coffee flavored. My girl child opened my box. She does all my social media and she opened my box and was doing videos. And she's like, oh, this looks great. And after she took her video, she started eating. I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> it's also got real caffeine in it. So yeah, like, yeah, depending I, on how young the girl child is. Oh, <laughs> she's night. 18. The, it, oh, this she, is I, like her I, summer job. Awesome. I ate one and it was like a little jittery. And I'm like, oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> it's a full cup of coffee. Yeah. Um, just yeah. in bar form. <laughs> she stole it. Um, but so these covers, did you each design your own covers and just bring them into the box? Did you know that you were going to go one way with them? Did you? No, but if I would have known that everyone else was going with the um, not real people cover, uh, I would have too. I'm the only one with like real people on there. So um, I wasn't sad about your real people because no. they're kind of clinched together and I'm an old school clinch fan. So I'll take it. You also That's did true. a tall book, which I love a tall book. I love a tall book. All of my books are tall. I can't get away from them. I keep thinking every series okay this is the series i'm gonna like shorten it and then i never do no yeah yeah um aaron how did you pick your item so with this book box and yeah. every if you bought the whole set because everybody could just buy individual right you there were different tiers there were different tiers you could buy uh just the books you could buy the whole thing with all the swag or you could buy three of the five books but you didn't get to pick your three books so okay. it was like a mystery box okay and of course we got tons of emails please 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 let me pick my three boxes. <laughs> no um so, but no there were no individual boxes, okay but. so how do you how did you pick your swag because yours was a wax mm. melt that smells yeah. like a brownie and actually yeah true story my husband was like that's a brownie can I have it and I'm like sure dude I know. you can have I know. that do not eat those do not eat those um, I actually was, I was using mine and my husband thought I had baked. So they really smell like brownies. Um, I just wanted everybody to have something that like, as you read the book, it kind of brings you into the book or it's part of the book. So brownies are kind of a big deal in the book. Uh, you have to read to find out why, but yeah. So I wanted something brownie scented and, uh, I have worked with that company before they're awesome. So, um, yeah, I said, Hey, could you do this for me? And will you name it something else? 
for me? Can I custom name it? And she said, yeah, sure, whatever. <laughs> so, nice. so it's nice and easy. Etsy is my favorite place. I spend tons of money and time there. So <laughs> I don't think you're allowed. You find anything on Etsy. Um, yeah, but I couldn't believe when the girls all started sending in their stuff. So I got all the stuff at my house. So I got to see all the stuff ahead of time. My basement smelled so good. <laughs> Adriana sent baths all. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. And one of them spilled. And so my basement carpet smells better than it's ever smelled ever. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> Thank you so much. Well, my husband walked down. He's like, "What's going on, Doctor?" <laughs> Melanie sent chapstick, and I do not know why, but chapstick in this house is like gold. People, <laughs> as soon as there's a new chapstick that I get from a book box, one of my children, and I only have two, they're like, "Oh, good chapstick. I'm gonna need this." People, stop taking my chapstick. Yeah, I'm a chapstick or like any kind of lip balm, anything. I'm an addict. I cannot, I like, I go through them so fast. My kids make fun of me. But yeah, it's so, especially in the winter, like in Michigan winters, everything is so dry. So yeah, I, I love them. Well, and are you someone that has like a car chapstick, a purse chapstick, uh -huh. a computer uh -huh. chapstick? <laughs> yeah in fact as soon as you mentioned it I was like I gotta reach for it <laughs> yep. um Adriana you did bath salts that Aaron talked about um they're delightful I think they turned out so well um she Aaron was like what scent do you want so then I got to go through like all the scents and I pulled my reader group like what scents do you guys like in baths um like in bath salts and it just turned out wonderful. I was really excited to smell them when they arrived. Yeah, I am to our contributors. I broke up the box so each of our different contributors are going to get something. And I asked them, I'm like, who wants this, this, and this? And one of our contributors, Jenny, she's like, um, bath salts, that's mine. <laughs> like, Can you text any faster? Like, it just went through. Um, and Zoe, you did chocolates that have caffeine in them. And your book takes place in a coffee shop. Well, it, there's a diner that a teachers diner. have. A, but actually, so my book cover has two coffee mugs on it, yeah. on the cover. And it's a, th that was a little homage to my readers because there's an in-joke that all of my books, especially those that take place in a small town, the, the town where my books are set, it's called Pine Harbor, and it's population 600 people. There is not a lot to do in Pine Harbor. <laughs> Go to the wow. diner for coffee, or you can make coffee at home. And so there is a lot of coffee consumed in all of my books. And there's a joke that my characters fall in love standing in a kitchen while they're waiting for the coffee to be made. <laughs> so the cover and the, and the, you know, what to consume while reading it were for those readers who have joked for years that, you know, there's no other date in Pine Harbor other than like making a cup of coffee. Um, I so love that. Yeah, so we picked two, they're called Pocket Latte is the name of the coffee-flavored chocolate bar. And we picked two different flavors, one to represent Owen, who's more of the grumpy, and one to represent Carrie, who's more of the sunshine character. Um, I We've eaten the grumpy one. We have, <laughs> the one that's the with the oat milk, that's the yellow, that's the sunshine, has not been touched because, like I said, I had to basically push my child out of the way to give them to me and hide it. Uh, but I'm a coffee girl and so I love that like coffee is a love language for me I tell my spouse who we celebrated 
24 years last week. So we've been together forever. And I always tell him, it's coffee first and then him. Like, that's my order of love. Because, you know, I'm a bitch without coffee, you guys. Like, honest. (laughs) Nobody wants that. And then Elsie Silver was also a part of this box. And she put in the book A False Start. And it has a wildflower cover. And it came with a really pretty um, journal. Journal, yeah. So Isn't that cover gorgeous? It is. It's oh, so pretty. Um, and I really liked that book too. And so, and I like the wildflowers that she did. So now I have a business question because I am curious about this. Um, you know, oftentimes we will see different authors put special boxes together with the book box retailers. So there's like Hello Lovely. Um, there's Love Box. Um, I know there's tons of them. Dark and Dangerous has one. But you guys went Kickstarter. So oh, yeah. instead of a book box, why? Just for control uh, or? I mean, I guess that was part of it. Yeah, I mean, I wanted to do this box a certain way. And so I thought, well, I might as well just do it myself if I want it to you know, be a certain way. And um, I had this list of authors who I wanted to work with and they all said yes. And so I was like, okay, but... Kickstarter was because I have done book boxes on my own before where I buy all the stuff and then say to my readers, hey, who wants one? And that gets very costly for inventory because you don't really know how many people are going to buy, Yeah, right? Like you have to guess. Um, and Kickstarter is great because you know up front. So basically for me, it was an inventory situation where they pledge you know, and then give us the money and then we can order everything. So really that's why I chose it because it was just a better situation for me that way. But also I wanted to check it out. You know, when Katie Roberts does something, (laughs) I want to know more about it because she's amazing and she loves Kickstarter. She does a lot of it. Willow Winters has been doing a lot of them. Um, Just a lot of authors have gotten involved with Kickstarter. So I was like, the best way to find out how this works is just to try it ourselves. Just to try it. Um, And again, my assistant, when I asked her if she was willing to do it with me, she didn't say no. So here we (laughs) (laughs) because if she had I probably would have been like yeah that sounds like a lot of work but yeah so she helped us out with it and it actually turned out fantastic I really loved working with them Kickstarter was fantastic I think there's a little bit of a learning curve for readers to understand how it works I think so too pledge and then it's several months later (laughs) but you learn it as you go so hopefully readers are learning more about it and yeah it'll become more of a standard so I really like it and we've seen some of the amazing things Penny Reed just had her huge successful for her 10 years knitting in the city one um I actually like it I like the idea of Kickstarter because I then know that more of the profit is going into the authors and it's not like trickle down (laughs) Uh, because you know I want to see the support of the authors um and you guys sold out really quick too yeah yeah like, yeah, so. I mean, I, I knew that it would be popular, but it was really remarkable to just see it like go, oh, no, it sold out within yeah. not very long at all that day. Yeah, I was going to say the first day it was up. I'm pretty sure yeah. I saw someone say, oh, it's up. Wait, it's gone. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The top tier, too. That was what we were worried about. Not worried, but didn't know. Like, how, how much money are people willing to spend? You know, you just don't know. And so I think we were all kind of like, ugh. I guess. Let's see. And we were shocked. Yeah. I'll be honest with you. We were shocked. Yeah. Um. So Melanie, you put in After We Fall 
-hmm. and it was your kind of your love letter to Laverle Spencer. Um, But (laughs) why that title? Was there any, is that like one that you're trying to encourage people to go back and get into your backlist? I mean, because you've had a lot of forward success recently, you know, so was this kind of a, hey, go back here. These are really awesome too. It's a title that whenever anyone asks me, like, what's your favorite book you've ever written? That's the one I always say, probably because of Laverle Spencer and Years is my favorite romance ever. Um, so it is it is special to me. And I've been looking for like a reason to do a special cover for it. Um, and and I think, yeah, it's just for me, it's a like a farmer's a great <laughs> example of a blue collar yeah. hero. Um, so yeah, I was, I was really excited to show a backlist title, some, some love. Yeah. Now, Adriana, you did the opposite. You picked a book (laughs) that was like just releasing. It did. Um, Well, he's very, he's very blue collar, that hero specifically. And he, that book fit the vibe perfectly. So I was thinking like from a business perspective, it probably wasn't the best choice. I should have done a backlist book and got a little you know, push with that, but I couldn't, I couldn't not do more than I could. No, I think it's a great choice. I'm excited um, that uh, I hadn't read that one because like I said, I went down with the flirt, your, this love ad (laughs) series that. (laughs) Thank you for reading this. (laughs) Oh, it's fine. Cause honestly, I'm so, I'm so awkward that if internet, like classified datings like that were when I was young, I totally would have put way inappropriate <laughs> off the wall like classifieds out there and people would have been like oh sister's crazy um <laughs> so you know good thing it wasn't there um so why did you pick um reckless at heart yeah so because um it is in a series that the last book in the series was going to come out and actually here's a secret for your podcast listeners I wasn't originally going to do that book. I was going to do what Adriana did and I'd do the last book in the series, then my new release. I had a totally different cover designed and we had <laughs> different swag picked out. And then uh, because I had, uh, I write under two names. I write as Zoe York and also as Ainsley Booth. And my Ainsley Booth release earlier this year did really well, but it bumped you know, just having to focus on that release. It's a hockey romance and we're having a hockey moment right now. We are. Um, it bumped everything out a couple of weeks. Like it bumped my edit because my editor is a long story. Anyway, and so I messaged Aaron and Aaron and I said, I think I have to switch my book for the box set. Is that okay? And they're like, I mean, if you can come up with good swag. And I'm like, let me tell you about this intense <laughs> coffee plan I have. We were fine after that. <laughs> But it's, it was the same series. So I picked the first book in the series that was wrapping up, basically, to funnel readers through and bring new readers into Pine Harbor and, um, yeah, just get Owen and Carrie some new eyeballs because they are one of my favorite um, favorite couples of all time. And that book also ties into the hockey book. So there are some crossover readers who like people who found me through the playing game who then are picking up this book box and then I'm getting like these insane DMs on Instagram going, hang on a second. I see the same characters like, is Becca and Hayden who are the teenagers in they're like Owen's kid and um, her boyfriend. They have a baby and it's very rocky. And then in the playing game, we see them three years later and it's less rocky and so it's great. Really- 
lovely. So there's like just all things were happening around Reckless. It was just the right book to pick. It was the right book to pick. I think it has to be incredibly difficult, doesn't it, Erin, to figure out which exactly book you should put in there? Yes, I think so. (laughs) I think so because of all these questions, like what book do you want to push? And And the question is for me, when I picked mine was, yeah, people are going to want more covers to match. And do I want to do eight books or do I want to do three books? Yes. <laughs> so that was one of the things I thought of too, because yes, you know, all of those questions come up because your readers are amazing and fanatic and, you know, they're going to send you all those messages. So. Yeah. Um, and half of them are in my community, just so we're all <laughs> very, very clear. Like our discord, when a new cover comes out, it yeah. is dissect and it's so funny to me because this big push on covers right now i'm an old school romance reader so i read mass market but really i lived in a day and age where there was a hard cover copy and we had to wait sometimes 18 months to get that look at melanie you guys if you could see melanie she's like yes i know this pain (laughs) you'd get these hard covers sometimes it was 18 months before you'd get that mass market paperback and with every new run we got a new cover Right. Because that's how they denoted. And sometimes it was just a sticker added. Sometimes we got a step back. And I lived through the late 90s object covers. Like all of my favorite (laughs) clinch covers of Jude Devereaux went from like these great watercolor pictures to a flipping window on an orange background. And I'm like, what? I mean, the window was important. He and she would sneak in and out the window and go to the island. Like it was fine, but it's a flipping window. What, what happened to the beauty and the hair? I don't know. Um, so it's funny to me how invested people are in covers. In the covers. I don't know yeah. that I'm that. I just, yeah. I really like the Naked Man chest, just so, we're, just so we're all clear. It's become such a thing. And I want to ask the other girls, like, are you guys doing, like, in the series that you put in the book box, are you doing more of those covers then in that series? Have your readers asked for that? What are you doing? What are you doing? I don't have plans at this point to do the rest of that series in that style. Um, It was sort of a one-off thing that that hero is a reader favorite. So it's just sort of a little like fun thing for for Jack lovers. (laughs) Well, Adriana was smart because she just did a standalone. (laughs) Yeah, right, right. Seeming like a better decision all the time, isn't it, Addie? I'm feeling really good about this choice right now. She's like, I don't have to make seven other covers. Nobody's judging me. And so you told me you're not going to, right? I don't don't have any plans to. That being said, if I did another book box, right? Mm -hmm. And it was a similar situation where I got to pick the design. Right. I could pick another book in that series. I probably wouldn't pick book two only because I'd like to like random it up. But there, you know, like I could do a similar cover design, like the same, you know, the same aesthetic or whatever. And then like get readers, you know, that it's like the opposite of readers clamoring for, I got to complete the whole series right now. It's like, let's see if we can sprinkle out the whole series over like the next five years. Keep the series alive with the occasional book box. You got to be on my list to hear about it. That sort of thing. I don't know. I feel like there that could be, but I have no immediate plans. I'm not going to like next year. I'm not going to like launch. I'll, I like them, but I also already have a, I have a really beautiful set of 
uh, like an alternate cover design for that series already. Yeah. Yeah. If I didn't already have a discrete cover design for that series, right? Then I mean, I love the coffee cups. Yeah. I kind of wish I had thought about that first before I did. I have these trees that have lights. Strong. They're really pretty, though. They're really pretty. They're really pretty. Um, but yeah. Anyway, so at, long story short, no, not immediately. But I kind of like the idea of holding that in my back pocket for future box sets. Make it really exclusive. Well, I'm kind of enjoying authors that are going to signings and stuff that are having exclusive covers at different. You know, like this is my signing cover. Um, I was talking to Carrie Elk, or not Carrie Elk. I'm yeah. sorry, Carrie Ann Ryan. Um, and she's doing that. And actually, I got to pick the book because I was like, um, I'm going to be at Readers on the River in September. <laughs> and I was like, and I'm in her Patreon. And so I was like, can I please get this book? <laughs> she's like, yeah, okay, That's, Becky. How crazy are you? I'm like, I'm, I'm that. I'm that next level. I get it. Um but I know that authors have been saving like special editions and covers that that's mm -hmm. going to be available just at signings. And I kind of like that too, yeah. um, because if you order extra and you have extra left over, you could always do giveaways or sell them on your mm -hmm. website or whatever. Um, yeah. <clears throat> so we know blue collar is one of your ultimate favorite types of heroes. Do we have a second favorite type of hero, Melanie? You know, um, I really love a former military guy. Like my small towns are just crawling with former Navy SEALs. I don't know what's in the water. But, um, so no matter what they end up doing later, because I never write them when they're active. It's always like they were coming. But I just think it's it's such a complex, rich background. Yeah. Um, and I'm curious about the the psychology of it, like what makes someone volunteer to um you know to enlist or to, to whatever um so i really like former military heroes a lot yeah it's not a bad hero type uh oh. addy what's do you have a second favorite hero type well what's weird about me is i like to write the blue color hero but when i read i like to read the billionaire jerk <laughs> i like to write like the sweet you know <laughs> mechanic in the town by the oh, oh i love God. that book I love that book. <laughs> <laughs> I can't think of the title. What's your mechanic book? Crank. Yes. Crank. How could I forget that? Yeah, I love that book. Thank you. Um, Those are the ones I like. But when I read, I want someone like that. I like an alpha hole. Not that. I yeah. Like, give me the alpha hole. Give me the jerk. I, I'm okay. But with I can't that. write it. I'll go into it thinking I'm going to write enemies to lovers, right? It's a trope that I've never written because I can't make them not like each other. <laughs> chapter three he's buying your flowers i i just stopped trying you I do like that. a hero that falls first too i do i do that's kind of a i do know going into an adriana Locke book that hero is gonna fall first yeah generally yeah and it's something that i just picked up like the end of last year i'm like i do this all the time but i can't not do it so i feel like i don't want her, i don't know i just have if, if she's like chasing after him i'm like no make him come to you so right he always falls first <laughs> zoe do you have a second favorite uh type of hero yeah. so to write right now it's hockey players like i have <laughs> created this whole team with and i know it's a separate pen name but because the two worlds cross over yeah it, it it just feels really seamless and in the past well i say in the past i also currently 
I also rank Navy SEAL heroes. So it's like the kind of the trifecta of blue collar Navy SEAL hockey player. And there's a lot of similarities. Like all of my blue collar heroes literally are band of brothers, right? Yeah. And then military band of brothers and a hockey team. Also, they're very much a team. So that would be, but what's funny is I, I read a ton of historical romance and like paranormal or sci-fi like give me an eight foot demon. That's what I want to read. I never want to write that. <laughs> never. <laughs> or a duke. I love a good duke, but I will never right. write that. You know, so it's funny. I my reading taste is also different, different. than what I write. It's really interesting. I've been saying for the last couple months as I've seen this hockey era. And actually, you know, hockey is what brought me over to contemporary. I was strictly a historical girly until probably two thousand 12 2013 and then I slowly started finding hockey romances and I have been recently saying I think that hockey romances are the current day acceptable billionaires yeah so there's like that wealth button that you push yeah yeah they have wealth they're not the billionaire Mm -hmm. CEO you know you don't feel this anti-corporateness you know um the mentality that's kind of that one percenter it just it seems to be acceptable billionaire so. <laughs> I think that's a great theory. I think it makes sense. Um, so Aaron, second favorite hero type. Yeah, um, I I consider them sort of blue collar adjacent, but I would say first responders because, you know, EMTs, firefighters, even I have a couple of ER doctors, um, just because I feel like they're still in the trenches, you know, they're still getting dirty, working with their hands. <laughs> so I don't know if other people consider them blue collar or not, but I think they're kind of blue collar adjacent. I read yeah. a lot of them. Um, yeah, it's interesting. I like first responder romances. I know that sometimes there's kind of been some feels about them in the current yeah. Yeah. communities. Um, I don't yeah. mind them. I don't mind them. I, you know, it, it, like anything else, it really depends. But uh, yeah, I mean, I think about them and I think about like storm chasers. I have some of them too. And like all of these people who are very heroic, you know, they're putting their lives on the line every day. Um, a little, you know, kind of like military, right? They have a little yeah. flavor of that. So it's yeah. A, it's a competency thing, right? Like really they is. are deeply competent. And you know that if they're deeply competent in a selfless way, they're also going to be deeply competent in a personal way. That is such a perfect way to say it. Exactly. Right. Like he can literally save your life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> then you're probably pretty safe with him to be on a date. <laughs> He's going to be giving. Yeah. Um, so let's talk next projects. Let's because I want each of you to have a chance to tell us, you know, we're going into summer. This is actually this episode kicks off year four of buzzing about romance. And yeah. I know, right? It seems a little ridiculous that I haven't given up. Yet. <laughs> um, but we are excited for summer. Summer is always a great time to read. And I know all of you have projects that are probably going to hit this summer. So Melanie, we'll start with you. What current projects, new releases do we have coming for you? So I just released book one in a brand new small town series, Runaway Love. And then book two will come out in August. Do you have a title that you can tease for us? Uh, The title (laughs) of book two is um, Hideaway Heart. Nice. One of my favorite tropes is only one bed kind of enemies oh. lovers only one bed I don't know why I love only one bed so much I could write it like a thousand times I just get such a kick out of it 
I could read it a thousand times. Same. Same. Like ridiculous, but um, I can't. I can't stop with it. Had it snowed in in a cabin with only one bed. Yeah, Yeah, I've I've done that one. This this one is a is a cabin, um, but it is um, it's nice weather this time. Nice. (laughs) No escaping. No frostbite issues. I never realized how much I loved it until I realized that Perfect by Judith McNaught, which was a book I was obsessed with when it first came out because it was the follow up to Paradise, which is I have a whole history with that book. Anyway, it is he's a movie star that's been accused of murder um, and he kidnaps his heroine, drives her to the mountains of Denver, outside Denver, and holds up in his best friend billionaire's um, ski chalet. But there's only God, one I bedroom. Love I love romance. romance. And there's an avalanche. <laughs> and there's an avalanche. But it's like, oh, it's so good. Yeah. Yeah. It's so ridiculous. Erin, um, what current projects or releases do we have coming up for you? Oh, I have something that I, I'm working on that I think is going to be a September release, but I can't talk about it yet. Okay. It's a little bit of a secret. That's okay. <laughs> Your badges of the Bayou, though, all three books are out now. Yes. And they're, they're all out. out in audio, too. Yes. Just came out. Um, they're all finished. That series is done. So that's the one I'm sending people to right now. Perfect. So, yeah. Uh, Zoe York, what do we have coming up for you or for Ainsley Booth? Yeah. So the <laughs> next thing that comes out will be an Ainsley book. My second hockey book is coming out. Well, right now the pre-order is for next January. I'm definitely going to be pulling that up because I'm writing it this summer. Um, but I just revealed the cover, which is super hot. It's on my Ainsley Booth socials. Ainsley Booth writes everywhere. Um, love, love, love the cover. Um, and I'm very excited. The title is called The Scoring Secret. And it hopefully will be out in like September or October. But I just don't have an exact release date. And the other thing that's happening this fall is the series that includes Reckless at Heart, which is my book in this box set, is coming out in audio, like over the fall. It'll kind of go boom, 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 like one a month for the next little while. Yeah. Fun. Um, Miss Adriana Locke, what do we have next for you? I'm currently in the middle of my Carmichael family series. We were talking about that earlier. Um, so in September, I will wrap that series with Flame, which is Fox's book, which everyone has been wondering I have so many questions about him because I never, he's very reserved. So that's fun to just tease everyone. But before that, at the end of July, I will have a complete unrelated, total new characters, new world standalone um, at the end of July. Okay. You are like keeping something tomorrow. Right. Well, early in June, we'll have flaunt. Yes. Yeah, early in June, we'll have Flaunt, and that is Banks Carmichael's book. So this series all has, um, each book has a variation of a fake trope. There's a fake boyfriend in one, a fake ex-husband in one. This uh, Flaunt is fake fiance. There's a fake honeymoon. Um, but Banks is a character, and he was a lot of fun to write. He's sort of just all over the place, and the baby of the family, and he's a wild man. He's the one they steal the car <laughs> from, right? Yeah, they steal his car in book one, and that sets off a set of hijinks throughout the whole series that I didn't plan um, to happen. There's a lot of pranks and shenanigans that that take place through the whole series, and those all are new to me when they come because I don't plan any of them. I didn't plan. I'm not a prankster, but these brothers just are a handful. 
Oh my God, that's so fun. That's <laughs> fun. Um, okay, so will is there going to be another Kickstarter for any of you? It doesn't have to be all together, but is anybody else coming up with another Kickstarter type project that we'll see in the future? Well, the Blue Collar Book Boyfriends, we're doing another one. It launches August 1st, but five five new authors. Okay. So there'll be another one of those. Um, so if you like Blue Collar Book Boyfriends, um, definitely go follow on Kickstarter because there'll be another one of those coming out. Okay. Um, that's all I have. And then <laughs> in our on-the-shelf show notes, I will be linking all of these authors, their socials, and their newsletters. So make sure if you like, subscribe, and follow for all of these authors so you can be up to date on all their projects. Um, that is the best way to stay. Newsletters are gold. Follow, follow those newsletters. Um, thank you all of you for giving me your time and hanging out with me for this episode. I appreciate it so much. Thanks for letting us stop by. Yeah, this was fun. Anytime. Um, thank you everyone. So as, uh, Aaron, Melanie, Zoe and Adriana said, make sure you are following, um, the blue collar book boyfriend Kickstarter. If you're interested in any of the upcoming projects they have with that. Um, so it's that time everyone for book of the week. So my book of the week this week is Hendrix. It is the next offering in Sawyer Bennett's Pittsburgh Titans. This is an instant connection, uh, romance, I really, really enjoyed this book. Um, I love this whole series. We kind of get more of the good girl gang that we kind of love from these um, Sawyer Bennett books. And uh, this one, our heroine, Stevie, it owns a biker bar. So it's a little different. I really, really enjoyed the book. Hendrix is out now at all retailers. You can find the audiobook on Sawyer's website. Patreon update. Swag packs. Um are out to everyone that is currently a member of the Fancy Drinks Cold Brew or Queen Bee tiers. Um, I would like to thank authors Britt Benson and Karen Gray for being our June Swag Pack sponsors. If you've not read Britt Benson's books, you should check out Falling for the Enemy, a charity anthology. Um, It is an enemies to lovers, love to hate anthology for charity. It has 20 steamy news stories that you will fall in love with all of the enemies. 100% of the proceeds from that anthology go to the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention. If you haven't read Karen Gray's books yet, you should check out What Happens in Carolina. Uh, It is a retro romantic comedy. It is a free novella that kicks off her Carolina Classic series. The Carolina Classic series is a mix between Dawson's Creek and Buffy the Vampire Slayer. It takes place on a 90s teen drama um, TV set in Carolina. It takes place in North Carolina, and it is good fun. Um, As I said, swag packs go out to Fancy Drinks, Cold Brew, and Queen Bee Tears. We still have fun buzzing about romance-exclusive stickers, mood reading cards, and other fun things that will that are in them. They are mailed monthly on the fifth of the month. We do ship these internationally. There is no wait time on this perk. It kicks in as soon as you join. Because of our amazing amazing patrons, 
we are able to bring you three episodes a week. We are still working on our goal of 75 members so we can plan our first ever book retreat. All members of the Patreon get exclusive episodes along with perks like Drunk Book Club. Back by popular demand is Summer Reading Challenge. It actually starts this week. You can find details on our website. This will run from June 21st till July 31st. It is so much fun. There's some really great prompts and fun, encouraging self-care bookish type challenges. You can find details for that or any of our upcoming events like happy hours and IG lives at bookcaseandcoffee.com slash events. Until next time, everyone. Happy reading. Find us on Instagram at Buzzing About Romance or on Twitter at Buzzing Romance. If you like the podcast, please leave a review. If you'd like to support us directly, join the Bookcase and Coffee Patreon and receive exclusive content only available to Patreon members. Check out bookcaseandcoffee.com for our on-the-shelf show notes.